Hey, I'm Brian Brister, a worship leader, certified health coach, and fashion photographer. Welcome to the Brian Brister Experience Podcast. I'll be sharing with you from a myriad of topics that I gather from suggestions I receive on my social media accounts or in conversation with friends. I'll also interview cool people doing cool things in the world, probably while drinking coffee, definitely while drinking water. Thanks for joining. Okay, so let's be real. This is way harder than I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to start a podcast. This will be awesome. I'll buy all the equipment that everybody tells me to do. I'll set it all up. I'll sit down and I'll talk for hours and I'll help change the world. And then this is like the 78th time that I've tried to record. And I'm currently locked in my mom's closet surrounded by her clothes doing this because everywhere else that I go, there's too much background noise. So here we are. I decided to take the time on my first ever podcast episode and just talk a little bit about who I am. And I mean, I know that we'll dig into that more as the show progresses and you'll learn a lot more about who I am as a person, but I wanted to give you a basic understanding if we've never met. So yes, I am Brian Brister and you've already gathered that from the show title and from my intro. But I was born in Mississippi. I am the youngest of four children. All of my siblings are girls, so I'm also the only boy. And I'm the youngest by a lot. So my sisters are 13, 15, and 16 years older than me. So while I definitely did not grow up as an only child, by the time that I realized I was on Earth, they were already practically adults. So... I just grew up with having four moms, (laughs) but they're amazing, and I love them with my whole heart, and I'm super, super thankful that they're my sisters. So yeah, the only boy and the youngest of four. My parents are incredible, and I love them with my whole heart. They did absolutely everything in their power to make sure that I had an incredible childhood and that I was also raised with morals and beliefs and respect for those around me. I went to a Christian church, Pentecostal, if you're familiar with that. I also went to a Christian school. All of my friends growing up were a part of my church or my school or a combination of both or another Pentecostal church nearby. (laughs) I grew up with a lot of friends and have had some really, really cool experiences. One of the great parts about living in a small town in Mississippi is that everyone knows you. One of the not-so-great parts about growing up in a small town in Mississippi is that everyone knows you. I was born in J.S., Mississippi, and when I was 10 years old, we moved to Macomb, Mississippi, which is about 17 miles from J.S. It is a much larger town than J.S., although it is still not a metropolis by any stretch of the imagination. I learned a whole bunch of things. I got in trouble a lot because I am a smart aleck. That would now be called sassy. I had this conversation with my mom actually a couple months ago. I was like, you know that all the things that I got in trouble for as a child, you guys actually love about me now? All the witty comebacks that I have? Yeah, that's the thing that I got paddlings for and had to write lines on lunch break. And now it's why I'm loved. So maybe I was just ahead of my time. I don't know. But I was considered disrespectful on a number of times in my life because I would have comebacks that would be really funny today that were not funny when coming from an eight or nine year old child to an adult. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) 
Oh, man. If any of those people are actually listening to this podcast, though I doubt they are, they are probably cringing remembering the things that I said or the things that I did. But that's neither here nor there. So anyways, lived in Macomb, went to grade school, junior high, high school, all in the same school, graduated from Calvary Academy in 2005, and then moved to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is about two hours east of Macomb. I went to a Southern Baptist University for my bachelor's degree. I got my bachelor's degree at William Carey University in mass communication and an emphasis in public relations. I also studied music while I was there. I actually started as a church music major, and then I realized that their idea of church music and my idea of church music were not the same thing. So I very quickly realized that that was not the degree that I was going to be receiving. However, I loved the school. I had made a lot of friends, and I really felt that that was the place that I needed to be. So I hung out and stayed there for four years, got a degree, made a lot of amazing friends that I am still very close with today, and then was like, I'll figure it out from there. (laughs) I knew by the time that I graduated that I was not going to use my degree. Why was I getting a degree in public relations? I mean, sure, I'm going to relate to the public, but not in that way. But that's where I was. So then I started thinking about all of these things that I wanted to do. And I had been taking photos since I was like 17. But the interesting thing is that I knew very few people in Mississippi who were photographers that that was their main gig. Most people had a job and then they also took pictures. So I somehow didn't realize that I could have gone to college for photography and that been my jam. I just didn't realize that. I don't know why. So then... After I had graduated, I actually worked at the university for a bit as the assistant to the vice president for advancement. Yeah, that was a lot. Then I made the decision. I always knew that I wanted to get a master's degree, but I didn't really know in what, or actually, I don't guess I really cared in what. I just wanted the master's degree. I was the first one in my family to go to college. So that also meant I was the first one in my family to get a bachelor's degree. So I figured I'd go ahead and be the first one in my family to get a master's degree as well, just to set the bar really high for whoever came next. So then I was loving photography. I had been shooting families and engagements and weddings and things like that. But what I realized that what I loved about weddings was the fashion aspect of it, creating this whole world for one day and the amazing dresses and suits and hair and makeup and jewelry and all those things. So then I got a random Google search one day. I was like, oh my gosh, there are master's degrees in fashion photography. That's what I should do. Because then I could get a master's degree and I could also learn what it means to be a fashion photographer. So that was what I decided to do. So then I moved to Syracuse, New York in 2011 snowiest city in the U.S., by the way, and got my master's degree from the SI Newhouse School of Public Communication at Syracuse. And let's just say that that was one of the craziest years of my life. It was amazing, and I'm so thankful for it. I literally regret none of it. I loved grad school because you spend the entire time working on projects to better learn how to be whatever it is you want to be. It's not like undergrad where you have to take this class and you have to take that class and whatever. I don't care about those. So grad school is awesome because it was all these things that was helping me become better at what I wanted to do. However, I'm from the South and I did not have any idea what winter was like, especially not winter in Syracuse, New York. 
So super cold, a whole lot of snow, barely any sun. It was crazy. So then I graduated and decided to stay in Syracuse. I had fallen in love with the city and even in their crazy winters, I was just like, yep, this is where I want to be for a while. I mean, my goal since I was a very young kid was to live in New York City, like five or six years old. I saw You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and I was in. Yo, let's go. I'm going to eat at all those places. I'm going to walk down all those streets. I'm going to get on that boat. I'm going to go to the shop around the corner, all the things. But I knew that I couldn't move to New York at that point. I wasn't ready to move to New York. So then I stayed in Syracuse and I shot with a couple of local magazines and modeling agencies and continued to lead worship at a church there. I also haven't mentioned to you, I mean, in my intro, you heard that I was a worship leader, but I haven't told you that part. So I started leading worship when I was 12 years old at the church that I was attending, continued to do that all the way through high school and then through college and post-college through grad school. And I still lead worship today at a church in my city. So, (laughs) oh man, here we go. This is exciting. 2011 to 2014, I was in Syracuse. And y'all, I'm serious. I love Syracuse, New York with my whole heart. If that city had better weather and didn't have the winter that it has, I would be there in a heartbeat. Also, cannot tell you the number of times that I've legitimately considered renting a house for the summer and the beginning of fall because it's so amazing. The weather is so good. The trees are so beautiful. The people are awesome. Syracuse, I love y'all. You already know it, but I love y'all. I moved to New York City in 2014, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is everything I've ever dreamed of. This is crazy. I'm here. I did it, guys. Every goal in my life somehow revolved around being in New York City. So everything that I had ever done was to get to New York City. And then I was there. And people were like, what's next? And I was like, huh. Yeah, I don't know. Because my only goal was to get here. And, and now I'm here. So <laughs> who knows what that's going to look like. But I was in New York from 2014 till the end of 2018. I actually thought I was going to be in New York my whole life. I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have another option. I didn't consider anything else. I was like, yeah, I'm going to live in New York City until the day I die. But also winter, y'all. Like, it's real there, too. Like... <laughs> How did I not plan or think through the idea of, hey, boy, you don't like to be cold. Why all your plans got something to do with being cold? But that's where I'm at. So anyways, I'm super thankful for my time in Syracuse. I'm super thankful for my time in New York. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I became a much better, stronger, more resilient person because of the things that I experienced in those two places. But I also knew that for my mental health, I had to go. I had to go someplace warm. So in December of 2018, I loaded up everything and I moved to Los Angeles, California. I had only been to Los Angeles one time in my life. But I made a list of what I wanted in the next city when I left New York. Whenever that was. I was thinking like five years. I had no idea it was going to be six months. But... I made a list. I still want to be in a large city. I still want to be able to shoot fashion photography. I want to be able to drive a car again because I really miss driving a car and owning a car in New York City is ridiculous. And I still want it to be racially diverse. I wanted to be in a place that was surrounded by so many people from so many countries 
and so many walks of life and speaking so many languages. And I just wanted to experience what I had done in New York, but with better weather. So I wrote down a list of places that I thought fit that idea. And I went and visited them. Some of them I was very wrong. I'm not going to mention those cities, but I definitely had a misunderstanding of what they were. So anyways, decided to move to L.A., did that in December of 2018, connected with a church there, which you'll hear me talk more about as this goes on. But the the crazy part about Los Angeles is that it's where I became the best version of myself thus far. Y'all, I've struggled with my weight my entire life. Well, I mean, maybe not when I was a baby. But when I was like 12 years old, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And I've been on a very high dose of thyroid medication since then. So that, partnered with terrible eating habits, meant that I just gained all of the weight all of the time. And so, yeah, I tried just about every diet, juice, and pill that you can think of through middle school, high school, college, post-college. And I would lose weight, but... I would also gain it all back whenever I decided I wanted to eat pizza again. So I arrive in L.A. as a 31-year-old dude who is 330 pounds and on six medications a day. Saw my friend posting the before and after weight loss photos, and I was like, oh, I want to be skinny. So reached out to him, and we had a phone call. He told me about a program that would work for me, and I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I'll see if it works. If it does, cool. If not, well, <laughs> As unfortunate as that is, I've wasted money on things before. But the crazy part is that it worked, y'all. It worked and it changed my life. I lost 153 pounds in 15 months, which is crazy. Okay, crazy. I still can't believe that it's real. And most of the time when I look in the mirror, I'm like, yo, who's that guy? So that's wild because I just... I dreamed of being skinny, but I didn't realize that it was actually going to happen, but it did. But the crazy part is that I didn't just lose weight and become skinny. I completely changed my mindset. I broke a years-long addiction to food and emotional eating, and I worked through so many things that I'd never processed in my life before. And I'm a completely better person in every area of my life because I did that. So then, while I'm actually still on my weight loss journey, my coach tells me that I need to become a coach. I should help my friends and family get healthy too. And I was like, bro, nobody wants all of this to tell them how to get healthy. Nothing about this even looks healthy. But he continued to encourage me in that, and I continued to tell him no because I didn't want to do it. And then one day when I was praying, God told me to, and I was like, bro, I do not want to be a health coach. And God was like, Trust me, this is it. And I was like, man, like, yeah, me and God, we talk like that. So anyways, I called my health coach and I was like, all right, bro, I'm in. I don't want to be here. I have no idea what this looks like, but tell me what to do and I'll do it because God told me to. Because one thing that I've learned in my life is that if I feel that God is leading me to something, there's a purpose in it, even if it's not something that I really want to do. That led me to becoming a health coach. And then in the past 14 months, I've had the opportunity to help over 150 other people become inspired to begin the journey of taking back their health as well. And I know that this is just the beginning in all that is possible because of this. 
in March of 2020, quarantine happened and I was in my apartment in Los Angeles for about three days and was like, nope. I am not doing this. I am going to lose my mind if I have to stay locked up in this place. I had already planned a trip to Mississippi to see my mom at the end of March. So I called her and was like, hey, I'm going to cancel my plane ticket and I'm going to drive to Mississippi and I'm just going to hang out with you until this is over. You know, like Easter, a couple weeks. It has been a little over five months since I came to visit my mom and quarantine with her. And we're still hanging out because I still haven't returned to Los Angeles. Because Los Angeles isn't the place that I currently want to be with coronavirus. Oh, man. So that's a lot. And yeah, like I said, we're going to talk a lot more about all the different ins and outs of my life. And I mean, maybe I've said things here that you're like, wait, I feel like I'm missing something. Can you tell me more about that? Yes, absolutely. I will totally do that. (laughs) But for now, I'm just going to say thanks. Thanks for joining me on this journey for whatever this looks like. I know that it's going to evolve as time goes on, but I'm just so excited that you are here and that you believe in me and that you want to be a part of this. So thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. I'd love it if you would share this episode with at least one person you think may enjoy it. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Brian Brister for a more behind the scenes look at my life. You can also comment on my most recent Instagram post, whatever it is, if there's a specific topic you'd like to hear me speak on. That's all for me. I'll be back next week. Until then, do good, be well. Oh, and drink some water.